You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, UFC 258 goes down tomorrow night in Las Vegas, headlined by a fascinating welterweight title fight between Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns. As we welcome you to the UFC 258 live preview show here on mafighting.com. I am Mike Heck. Of course, we're joined by producer extraordinaire on the ones and twos, Mr. E. Casey Lydon. And we're also joined by a very special guest, UFC welterweight contender, one of the top coaches in the sport over at Glory MMA and Fitness. In fact, one of his fighters will be competing tomorrow night on the main card. That man is one Julian Marquez. Let us say hello to the James Krause. James I What's knew when up, I needed man? a co-host on short notice, but man, you were the guy to call. How's it going? I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Short notice is my thing. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this, man. Of course, for those watching live right now, send over your questions for James and the rest of us amateur panelists, and uh, we'll answer them here. Of course, James, the professional. Uh, but I do want to ask you about Julian Marquez, James, because it's been almost a thousand days since we have seen him compete inside the octagon. The guy yeah. has dealt with a lot. Over the last few years, we thought we we're going to see him fight in November. Fight gets scratched last minute due to his opponent having issues with the, with the weight cut. Four months later, here we are, man. He fights Maki Patolo tomorrow night. Despite what this man has gone through, this guy just moves forward with a great attitude, a smile on his face. He's bumping Miley Cyrus tracks. I mean, how how fired up is this guy? And you know, how fired up are you to be a part of this journey to to see him get back in there tomorrow night? Oh man, he's been he's been a, a real uh, a real gift to have in the gym. His attitude's always great. Obviously, he's you know he's always positive, so that's that's a that's just, it's contagious, you know. So he uh, he's been great to have back in the gym. Um, I can't say enough good things about him. And and and, and really, uh, his improvement over the last this will be my third camp with him since coming back. And first fight though, right? We haven't we haven't had a fight yet. So we we fought. Uh, we we're supposed to fight. Uh, the same guy twice, whatever weight cut happened anyway. Uh, so yeah, we're, I'm excited. You know, I'm just as excited as well because this will be my first fight with him. So he's been working really hard and each, each uh, camp that we've had together, he's made very, very big, uh, improvements. So I'm really excited to see, you know, what we can, what we can come up with against a tough, you know, game, Maki Patolo. When you guys saw like Maki was going to be the guy, did you feel, I mean, I know when I saw Maki, I was like, all right, Julian's definitely fighting. 
on this night because Maki is yeah, a guy said, that's going to I said this guy's no going to make it to the fight. 100%. I said, when, 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 that, when that name across the board, I said, well, you know, we talked about it or whatever. And, and you know, Julian's like, what do you think? I said, well, Maki's going to make it to the fight. There ain't no doubt about that. This, this, I've been watching Maki since uh, his days on uh, Victory in on ufc fight pass and uh you know he, he tough 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 kid durable uh good power he, you know he's i got a lot of good stuff to say about him so he's uh it's, it's gonna be a good fight I, I really i think this is a fan favorite fight both these guys like to like to to strike both of them are pretty durable and uh yeah you know it's it's a good fight for the fans i think for julian do you have to do you have to kind of keep him in line through this whole thing? Like three years is a long time. He's a super unique guy, but at times you have to be like, dude, I, I know you're excited. But let us like stay in the moment, yeah. enjoy the process, those kinds of things. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's just, uh, he, he, he's excited, you know, he, he's, and all, all these guys are, you know, it, it's, it's nothing crazy. So it, it uh, but yes, yeah, see, I, we got to keep, we got to keep everybody in line at some point and myself, you know, my coach has to keep me in line whenever I fight. That's our job as a fighter is to go, you know, attack. That's what we're trying to do. And uh, there's a time and place for everything. Now is not the, you know, now is not the time to attack. We got to, we need to rest. He's asking me to, you know, are you going to hit pads or anything tonight? Said, no, man, leave rest. You fight tomorrow. We'll hit tomorrow. <laughs> we'll warm up a little bit tomorrow, whatever. We're good. But uh, I love the energy. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's good. It's, it's a, it's a good problem to have. So it's, it's, uh, we're right where we need to be. I'm really excited to watch him come back uh, and compete after a long, long layoff. You know, he's been dealing with the injuries and, and uh, he's been, he's been healthy finally since, since being back with me. And uh, man, he's made such a huge, uh, you know, weight transformation. Uh, gosh, I think he lost like, I think he was up to like 250 or something like that at one point. And, uh, you know, made 185 easily, I might add. Uh, he's a big dude. He, he just does it right. He listens. And I think he just wants to be led. I think that's the thing. He wants attention and he wants uh, care and he wants to be led, you know, and you have to kind of, you got to, he'll fight you on it sometimes, even though that's what he wants, you know, that he craves structure and uh, yeah, you gotta, yeah, I, I think he's, I think we really enjoy having him and I think he enjoys being there. So it's a great fit for both sides. Should be a, a very fun fight. I, I, I know the questions are probably going to be rolling in. I do want to ask you about the main event real quick. I'm sure more specific things are going to come in about it, but you know, you got Kamara Usman. The man has been dominant for pretty much his entire career, looking to defend his title for the third time against former teammate Gilbert Burns, who has looked phenomenal since making the move from 55 to 170, something that you've enjoyed success doing in your own right. When you look at this fight on paper, what sort of sticks out to you with the belt on the line tomorrow night? Well, first off, if you look at if you look at Vegas, right? Vegas is saying I think Usman is close to minus three hundred now. To me, that's insane. I think this this fight it's it's hard to bet against a guy that hasn't lost in the UFC. So you have that, right? But I, I think this fight is so much closer than that. I think Burns is going to bring some very interesting things to the table, uh, and and essentially they they fight fairly similar. They're both looking for the takedown. They're both very good at putting people on the cage. Both have uh, some some power, some pop in their punches. Both are pretty durable guys. Uh, wrestle well, you know. So I'm I'm very interested to see how the the implementation of their game plans. You know, I, I got to think that Usman's going to look to keep it standing, and then and then and Burns is going to look to take it to the ground because I think Burns is a far superior jujitsu prowess. You know, that doesn't mean he's a better grappler per se, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think these guys match up very, very well, and I'm I'm very excited to watch this fight. But but to see Burns 
I feel like that's disrespectful. You know, I feel like at, at the line that he's at, I think it's going to be a much more competitive fight. I actually feel like both of these guys are being disrespected in a way because Kamara Usman, I mean, if he wins tomorrow night, he breaks George St. Pierre's like consecutive winning streak for, for the welterweight division. That's like incredible company right there. And then you got Gilbert Burns with the odds and stuff. I feel like both of these guys are sort of flying under the radar and both are getting a, yeah. you know, not getting the credit they deserve. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, there's, there's a, there's definitely an argument for that. Uh, I mean, Usman's great. It's hard. It's just, I, I think it's, it's easy to, it's kind of like whenever you watch a fight and the first round's like a 10, seven round and the, the second round's a 10, eight round. And then the third round was like, it wasn't even competitive, but it was a lot closer than the other one. Sometimes they get that, that pity round. It's kind of the same thing with Usman. Like, I feel like not that he's being disrespected, but everybody's just so used to him winning. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, he's, he's winning so much. It's like, that's what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, uh, but yeah, dude, he's incredible as well. It's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great fight. And, uh, like you said, Usman is, uh, he's creeping up on some, on, on GSP status, you know, that right there. And he's, I don't, I still think Usman is in his prime. So, uh, you know, for him to even be compared to GSP, start talking about hall of fame stuff, you know, that it's, it's a different ball game at this point for him. He's obviously solidified his position, uh, not just in the, in the current welterweight division, but in the UFC as a, as a whole, right. Like as a, as, as an organization of all time. So, um, you're a hundred percent correct. Both these guys are not being disrespected, but I definitely think that people are sleeping on this fight. How much of a factor do you think the former teammate versus former teammate thing will be? Because I don't know if you ever fought somebody that was like a former teammate of yours, someone you worked as closely as Usman and Burns have worked together over the years. How much of a factor do you think that plays in this fight? Well, I, I fought, I haven't fought a teammate before, but I have fought people that I've trained with before. And I think that the thing going into that is like, you know each other's weaknesses, you know, towards like if you fight somebody you've never trained with, you got to figure out their weaknesses in 15 minutes, you know, like there's just like maybe this person is terrible in the clinch. You know, you have to you have to figure these things out uh, and you have 15 minutes to do it to whereas these guys know exactly where they need to go. You know, they, they know exactly where the weak points are. They've done hundreds of rounds together, uh, spent hours of training together. These guys know exactly where they need to go to win. And uh exactly where they don't want to go to lose. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. I think you're going to see a very like straight to the point fight. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, uh, dead space, you know? Uh, but all that being said, both these guys are, are very good at, at, at kind of putting their opponents into what I call like a purgatory where it's not necessarily striking. It's not necessarily grappling. It's just, it's kind of a combination of both or putting everything together. They like to put people on the fence uh, they work from the clinch a lot. And I think both these guys are masters of that. So I'm interested to see how Usman that's typically trying to take people down, how he's going to handle the jujitsu of Burns and then how Burns is going to handle the length of, of Usman in, in the striking, you know, it's, it's just a very interesting matchup, but they know, you know what I mean? They've, they've, they've trained together. They know where they need to go. So it, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how these guys are looking to attack immediately. You know, th like I said, they know exactly where they need to go. And I think you're going to see that in the first round, what their game plans are and what they're trying to do. Of course, the rest of the main card, Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso is an interesting fight. Kevin Gaslam looking to snap a three fight skid fighting Ian Heinish. As of right now, from what I am told and what we have been told of MMA fighting the fight between Bobby Green and Jim Miller 
as of now is still on the card. I know Dana White was talking about a scary situation with Bobby Green collapsing in the back after the weigh-ins. We didn't see them face off, but as of right this second, this fight is still on the card, but we'll see what happens. Casey, do we have any questions, sir? Uh, Yes. For those watching right now, I mean, you get you get James Krause here. You get a UFC <laughs> welter. You get a coach, one of the best minds in the business. So let's pick his brain while we have. All right, let's talk about this fight. Let me make, make that a little bigger. Sorry. All right. Uh, if Calvin loses to Ian Heinish tomorrow, should he move back down to welterweight and challenge a top contender? What are your thoughts on that, James? Uh, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not necessarily uh, from. No. Uh, from what I understand, his cuts to 85 aren't easy. Uh, and he's not, I mean, good Lord. Can we cut the guy a break? Like, look who he's losing to. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's losing to some nobodies. You know what I mean? Like he, he's losing to the the cream of the crop. Uh, what he lost to Hermanson and then, uh, to his till. Is that, am I right? Yeah. He lost a a split decision to till, which is, it's kind of a, I like to call it, it like was, a little nothing burger of a fight. It didn't yeah. get too much out of it, but you know, but yeah. someone had to win, someone had to lose. Yeah. But I mean, good lord, those two guys are great. Yeah. You know, if he if he loses if he loses to Ian, you know, Ian's very skilled. I've trained with Ian before. He's very very skilled. He's good. Uh, and if he loses to Ian, it won't be that won't be a shot or anything. It's just Ian's definitely not as credentialed quite yet as these other guys are. Um, that doesn't mean he needs to 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 change weight classes. I don't. And that, to me, that's just a very old school uh, thought. You know, I, I think there's, he, he's, he's had success at a very high level at 85. So I don't think it's a weight issue. You know I mean? He knocked out one of the best fighters, one of the best middleweights of all time. And Michael Bisping, I mean, he should get what. Oh, what happened? <laughs> you got, sorry. Can you guys mute? I don't know. How did you get muted again? Did someone try to call him or something? Oh, you know, I think that's what's happening. He's somehow uh, someone's calling on his phone, and it's and it's automatically mute, automatically muting him. Right. <laughs> so, well, while we wait for James to come back, like here's here's the difference. Like the Calvin Gaslam three fight losing streak is much different than like most other three fight losing streaks. Like this isn't like his back's against the wall, but not for like a job. Like he's not. I don't think he's fighting for his job tomorrow night. You know what I mean? He's just having, because of the loss he's had, the quality of, of opponents that he's had as well. It's just a divisional where you stand in this very loaded division, Casey. Because like sorry. in this division, it's all good, man. In this division, you cannot afford to take a step back right now, especially with the Kevin Hollins, the Marvin Vittori's, these guys making the rounds right now. You can't afford to to take any steps back right now. That's 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 what I mean when his back is against the wall. It's not like he's fighting for his career or fighting for his job. He's fighting for relevancy in this division. If he goes and beats Ian Heinish, he's right back in the conversation. What I was saying is he's had a ton of success at, at 85. So it's not, a, it's not a weight thing, right? Like he, he's beating good guys in the division. So it's not a weight thing. There might, there's might be something else he needs to look at if that's the case, but Ian's no pushover, man. Like Ian's, Ian's not a, not a pushover and he's top 15. You know what I mean? Like, and, and Kelvin's been in some wars, but what I was saying is, is, Look at what Kelvin did against Izzy. I mean, that was a – he very well could have won that fight. You know, he was in that fight. So, I mean, dude, we could be having a completely separate conversation right now where, you know, Kelvin is defending the middleweight title. You know, so it's not like – don't act like he's getting blown out of the water. Like, he's he's losing the good guys and he's beating good guys. So, it's not a weight issue to me. It's 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 
it's something you know it's it has nothing to do with his weight uh james what do you what uh, if you remember what did you take from his loss kelvin's loss to um jack hermanson because yeah <clears throat> yeah I, I i think he's just man hermanson is a really really tough guy to fight because he's a specialist and he kind of forces you to fight uh he's very very good grappler but he's got a lot of power He's got great cardio. He's got a good supporting cast to back up his grappling ability. And I'll be honest, I just think he's a better grappler than Kelvin. Like when I say jujitsu, like if those guys were to compete in a jujitsu competition, I think Jack would beat him nine times out of 10. That doesn't mean that Kelvin's not a good fighter. That just means that Jack is extremely good. I think stylistically he matches up really well against Kelvin. Um, you know, and he, he's able, even Jack can win fights from his back, you know, and he's got a crazy good guillotine. Uh, and, and he can attack from anywhere. So when you say, when you say, what did I learn from it? Well, the relevance, the relevancy to, to, to this fight with Ian Heinish is, is not a lot, uh, as a whole, I would say his, his jujitsu ability isn't up to par against one of the best grapplers in the middleweight division. You know what I mean? But like Ian is not known for his submissions. You know, he's a, he's a good grappler. Uh, he's a good wrestler, but he's not, he's not subbing guys left and right. You know, he doesn't have that danger factor that somebody like Hermanson does. So to me, their grap their grappling style is very, very similar. And you, you didn't work with, or you didn't work with Ian this camp, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Double check. Some people are asking about it, but I have, I've rolled with him many mm-hmm. times though. I'm, I'm very aware of his game. Like he's, he's just, he's going to, he's going to be a ground and pound guy. He's a position guy. He's very good at it. Uh, and, and what I like about Ian that I feel like he gives uh, problems with in the middleweight division, he's, in my opinion, he's slightly undersized, but what he what he lacks in that he makes up for in speed and movement. Like he moves a lot for a middleweight. He moves like a lightweight, you know, and and he's strong. He's got some pop. He creates these weird angles, and and I can see him his movement giving giving problems for Kelvin, who's a very flat footed, uh, you know, he's a very flat footed fighter. And Kelvin does good against guys that stand right in front of him. You know, Ian's not going to be in front of him. I can assure you that Ian's going to be moving left to right. And I agree with you, Mike. This this is a must win for for me on on Kelvin. He's it's not just like you said, his career's not over or anything like that. But he's fighting to stay in that top three, top five, in the in the, you know, in the the relevancy talk of like, hey, who's who's the guy in the division? He's in that talk, you know. But if he loses to Ian, that'll definitely put him out. So it's win win for Ian, and uh and and Kelvin's got his back to the wall, in my opinion. All right, thank well you. Well said, well said. That's an interesting fight. Really good fight. A lot of really good fights in this card. What else we got here, Casey? Um, this I think this question I like this question because I think it's more about the we were talking earlier in the weigh-ins about where's the hype for such a good matchup at the main event. So let's kind of just talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what are honest expectations for the pavery buys? I really can't see it topping six hundred k. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this in a second, James. I don't know how much you you care about like pay-per-view buys and stuff, but the problem. The problem with this card is not the card. It's not the main event because when this fight was scheduled in December, people were fired up for it. People wanted to see it. The problem is we just got Poirier versus McGregor three weeks ago. So it's hard. It's hard to have. It's it's expensive to be a fight fan, James. It just really is to have somebody pay $70 for that card and then turn right back around and pay 70 for this one. As good as the fight is, it's a tough sell. Well, yeah, and, and it's a tough sell. Neither one of these guys talk a lot. They're not talkers. They're fighters, you know, and that's just – that's the reality, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you right now, if you as a fight fan are sleeping on this card, you are going to be uh, – this is 
one of those cars that doesn't look like it has the star power, mm-hmm. this card has a lot of really good matchups on it that I think are going to be fireworks, man. I think there's going to be some really, really good fights on this card. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's always hard to tell because the ones that you say are going to be a dud turn out to be crazy. And the one that you think are being crazy turn out to be a dud sometimes. That's how it goes. But for me, when I look at this, when I look at this card from top to bottom, stylistically matchups, not name value matchups, this card is matched extremely well to be a fan favorite card. Casey, what was, what was that card? Was it in Toronto? The Holloway versus Pettis card? What was that one? What was it? Two? It was in two, think, seven? I'm two or six? Pretty sure it was in Toronto. I'm pretty sure it was, was that, was that, Detroit? might have been Detroit. It was up north. It was cold. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, that car was bananas. That was the Matt Brown, Donald Cerrone card. That was the um, what was the other one? Was that the Cub Swanson, uh, Superboy yeah, okay, Troy was, fight too? That was Toronto. Yes, that was definitely Toronto. No one was talking about that card. Nobody was yeah. talking about it. And that fight, that whole card was absolutely insane. I feel like we might have something similar here. Oh yeah, dude. You, I mean, you never know. That's the you know what I mean. That's the thing. Like you can't, you can't, you can't judge. I mean, you can't judge what's going to be a good fight anymore off of face value. It just doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be some good fights that they're, they're stylistically, there's going to be some really good fights and uh, don't buy the damn thing. If you don't want to watch it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what to tell these guys, like, but, yeah. but you're right. Like, I mean, you can't, we can't get Connor versus Poirier every weekend. It doesn't work like that. But like, as a, as a fan, if you're, if you're not excited for this card, I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to say. Does it have name recognition? Not a ton, no, but there is a, some killer matchups on this card. Are you familiar, um, James, from, from your kind of work, not work of directly of Invicta, but you know, you've worked with a lot of female fighters. Are you are you familiar familiar with Miranda Maverick? Yeah, absolutely. She's from uh she's from Springfield, Missouri, a few hours from me. Oh, well, I am just super high on her. I think that that young lady is I, I just I just think she's amazing. What, what do you? Because I, I don't think we're gonna get any questions about her, but I would love to hear your your opinion about her as a fighter. Yeah, she's uh she's really good. Uh, what I like about her, she brings uh, she's very very durable. Uh, she is for for a female fighter, she just seems to be so much physically stronger mm-hmm. than a lot of the girls that she fights. And you mix that with some really good grappling uh, and good cardio, and she's a handful. You know, she's got she has a good skill set. And she has a great supporting cast to 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 bring to that skill set. You know, her her striking is is coming along much better. Uh, she seems to improve that every time out. But she's got some pop, man. She's got some power, and that typically makes other girls want to grapple her. But when you grapple her, she's a she's skilled. B she's extremely extremely physical. And C she has good cardio, so she breaks these girls down over time. Uh, I'm. I, I like her a lot. She's she's tough. I will say this this matchup is a very interesting matchup mm-hmm. because I feel like we're we're describing both girls as we talk about this. You know, Jillian is is a very very skilled grappler as well. She's looking for the takedown. I think it's going to come down to who's a better wrestler in this one. Um, you know, who gets the takedown? That's where it's going to be because the I don't see one girl submitting the other. I think both these girls have extremely good jujitsu. Um, yeah, it's it, but to answer your question, she's she's very very good. She's skilled and she has a great supporting cast to go along with it. Thank you much. Um, she's so mature for her age yeah. too. It's amazing. Yeah, um, I'm gonna put a comment up here. It's a bit of a troll comment. I don't and I don't. I'm not putting it up because I agree with it, but I want to talk about because this I see this a lot. So I just want to 
talk about it a bit. It wouldn't be a show if we didn't feed yeah. the trolls. <laughs> Snoozeman, most boring fighter of all time. I, I mean, <laughs> I, man. But yeah, we've Listen, seen, we've seen this out fight, there. It's, it's all, yeah. Yeah, when, I mean, whenever, whenever you watch him, no, he's not the he's not the most exciting guy to to watch fight. No, but I mean, it's hard to deny winning's winning. You know what I mean? Like as a fighter, as a fighter, I understand where he's coming from. I can give a damn less what anybody thinks about how I fight or, and I mean, you know, my style is a little different, but I don't care what anybody thinks when I win, I get an extra check. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't like these, <laughs> the, the fans aren't feeding my family. Like it, it just, it is what it is, man. Like it, it, he's winning and you it, winners find ways to win. And if that's, if that's what he's got to do to win, I, 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 as a fighter and as a fan can respect that. Yeah, I just two fights yeah. ago. He two fights ago. He just had one of the best fights, one of the best title fights of all time against Colby Covington. Like, yes, you, you got to fight to the to, to the guy you're fighting against. Like, Jorge, he's not going to stand there and get into a, a phone booth fight with Jorge Mazadal. That's crazy. Why would he do that? No. Yeah, I just yeah. He well, it takes two to tango, right? You got to you got to you got to bring it out of him. So that, he's just he's head and shoulders above a lot of these guys, and I think that's the problem. Is none of these guys are pushing him to, to you know bring bring all his skills out. Yeah, I'm always just kind of like how this kind of people are very selective in what they choose, what they like and don't like about a fighter. You know, say Uzma, they just completely forget about the Kobe fight. We hear the same thing about Izzy. Oh, Izzy's so boring because that one Romero fight. You know, it's just like, but even Amanda, even yeah. Amanda Nunes, Amanda Nunes is clearly you know your 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 Megan's gonna Megan's gonna be facing her soon. She's had boring fights. You know, all the greats have had boring fights. I just don't understand. Maybe just. This, who came up with snooze man was that was that a colby thing that's colby okay just uh yeah i think people just like funny nicknames <laughs> I, I think the problem is 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 this and this is so 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 true from a fan perspective you're only as good as your last fight and that's just the reality of it man like you, you don't get credit for anything other than your last performance and and people don't talk about anything other than what happened last and that's this is what it is. You know what I mean? He, he his fight with Masvidal, uh, his fight with Masvidal wasn't super exciting, but he did this thing on short notice against a killer flew across the world, uh, you know, cut a ton of weight. Like it's just, it's it's not as easy as it looks, guys. I promise. <laughs> I, promise. <laughs> I promise. Are you telling people being one of the best welterweights ever is difficult? Yeah. <laughs> Shocker, I know. Yeah, it's, shocker. it's not easy. It's it's not easy. <laughs> All right. Weird. Weird, oh, no. I know, but God, it's <laughs> big, big if true. It's big if true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. Uh, See if there's like two more cases. Yeah, yeah, it's going more. Um just because people would love to talk about it. It's uh, it's it's here, but sorry. Uh oh. Um Oh, I lost that. I lost that. Where is it? Oh, never mind. So I'm trying. I'm getting lots of troll questions now about Uzman. So I'm trying to avoid those. Hey, we can talk about him. I got oh, time. Man. I'm stuck in a hotel. Uh, I think just this one's more funny. Uh, <laughs> is Dana going to be as passionate about catching streamers for this pay per view as he was for Poirier McGregor too? I think not. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think know he if... had a problem with the streamers. I think he had a problem with that one specific guy. That was, <laughs> that was, it was one dude that he was going after. <laughs> Just don't go on Dana's, don't go on Dana's Instagram and comment on a post yeah. saying you're going to steal the fight. <laughs> She'll be all right. You might be illegally. Okay. Just, yeah. just, just do it in the background. You know, like let <laughs> the guy. Don't you, don't you brag about it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, don't go on his page and do it. You're crazy. When is Laura Sanko <laughs> fighting again? <laughs> she, she is. Uh, you know what's crazy is she, she asks me about competing all the time. I think she, she one of the one of the things she's really been set on lately is uh the combat jujitsu she's really uh-huh. been wanting to do that and uh she would be really good at it she's she's got some really good grappling uh but she's just been so i think she's so busy lately because she's been doing stuff with lfa she's doing stuff with the ufc she's booked like every weekend so uh i think it's just a time thing for her you know and and she trains i mean she trains multiple times a week uh still regularly were you training her for her, her first when she had her first fight, were you with her? Yeah, yep. Oh, I've oh, been oh. I've been coaching her since she. I mean, since her first fight ever, her amateur, first amateur fight. This oh, has been, wow. I've known okay. her for probably yeah, probably 10, 10, 12 years maybe. Oh, that's gotta be pretty cool. Then you kind of seen just the growth yeah. of her. Yeah, just just from yeah, just, it's, some, it, it, this late this blonde lady in the gym to like yeah. fighting and then on camp doing the camera work and I mean, I mean doing the yeah. mic work. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, she's came a long way. She she's done. Uh, I'm super happy for her. She's done an incredible job, you know, building uh, building into her her career where she's kind of you know tonight she's doing LFA commentary, which is one of her things she's super passionate about is is doing the commentary. You know, I, I know she wants to do it for the UFC, but man, she's she's doing a lot of uh, on that on that back end side. Nobody really talks about it, but she's doing a lot of uh, trailblazing for yes. for women on the on the back end of things, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily in the fighter department, but on the back end things and. Uh, her and her and a couple others in the industry are doing an incredible job, you know, paving that way for women in this sport. Yeah. You know, very high, you know, male dominated sport. It's not easy to do. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm not, I don't know if she's the first, but I'm pretty sure she's one of the first to do color commentary in the in the booth for men fighter for male fighters. So, um, super. I'm 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 just happy for her yeah. success, and, and you know, you guys are awesome. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more. Okay. That's, you got anything? Yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah. one more. Well, one more. Here we go kind of a yes no question but all right uh i i i i don't think i I think we've talked about this before james but uh as a head coach we'll let the people know here is megan anderson your first fighter to challenge for a ufc title no second uh tim elliott demetrius johnson Mm -hmm. was the was the first uh yeah uh answer is no there you go how's she doing man this fight's uh coming coming pretty soon yeah, yeah, we're what are we a little under a month out now? Uh she's she's looking great, man. Uh I I can't I can't ask for anything else. She's doing amazing. She's on point. We've been in camp for it just seems like she's always in training camp, you know, like as soon as she's done fighting, they call and say, Hey, we have a potential fight seventy two weeks out. Like, are you interested? You know, it's just <laughs> she's always in camp. And uh yeah, she's she's looking really good. You know, we 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 have a, a tough task ahead of us, obviously with with Amanda Nunes, but she's looks incredible. And this is this is what I tell her, and, and I know you know it is what it is. But if if now 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 is the best time if you're going to get Amanda. Now is the best time. She's got a, a newborn child. You know, 
that's not easy. And I've done that. You know what I mean? Like I've done that and I have like 99% support from my wife. You know, she does, she's doing the majority of the, the parenting while I'm getting ready for fights. I've done that. It's not easy. So if she's helping at all, it, it's, it's tough, you know, in the middle of a training camp to do that. So like, if you're going to, if you're going to get, if you're going to catch her sleeping, I'm sure she's training hard, but man, if now, if there's any time now is the time, you know, and Megan looks incredible right now. She's, she's physically the best she's ever looked. Technically the best she's ever looked. She's in great shape. We're healthy. I mean, you know, it's, she looks phenomenal. I can't ask anything else. You know, she's doing everything that we've been, we've been working on. And, uh, once again, I, I, my first one was against the greatest flyweight of all time. Now we have the greatest female fighter of all time. So, you know, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Yeah. But yeah, as a coach, I mean, actually, I'll just just go to the next question because this is basically the same thing. Where, where'd it go? Uh, damn it. Oh, here it is. Oh, this is not even close. Uh, do I get more nervous for myself for my own fighter? It's not even close. I get nervous for my fighters way more than I do mm-hmm. myself. And it's not even, it's not even close. Well, and it's just, a, it's just a, uh, it's a control thing, right? Like we as fighters, like I, I can control what's happening. I have, I have the joysticks, you know, I can, I can dictate what happens. And to be honest with you guys, even if I get beat up, I, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like I've been beat up in front of millions of people before. It doesn't bother me. Like I'm not scared to lose. Uh, but I, I, I see the work that, that these guys put in, these guys and girls put in day in day out. And I just, uh, you know, I want nothing but the best for them. I want nothing but success for them. And, you know, whenever you, whenever you see that fall short, sometimes it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, but whenever you see it pay off, it's the most rewarding thing that you can ever imagined far more rewarding than any fight I've ever won. Uh, you know, a great example is, is watching uh, Kevin Kroom get his, his first win this past year was one of the most rewarding things I've ever, ever seen in my life. One of my top three favorite coaching moments of my career. Now he's fighting uh, Bruce Leroy. That should be a hell of a fight, yeah. right? He's fighting yeah. Sarah's, right? That's going to be a fun one. That'll be a, yeah. a don't blinker. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, that is, uh, James, yeah. you're the man. Oh, before oh, before we let you go, are, are you comfortable enough uh, to give a pick for the main event? Uh, kind of. Uh, it's really tough to bet against a guy that hasn't lost in the UFC. All that being said, I think Burns has everything that it takes to to beat Usman. Uh, I'm not going to give you a pick on who I think is going to win because I think it's going to be a very competitive fight. Uh, if you're if you're a gambler, I would bet the over four and a half rounds. Uh, I think it's going to be a very back and forth fight. Uh, I'm not going to give you a pick. Like I said, I, it's t- it's tough to bet against Usman. But if anybody's going to beat Usman, if anybody has the tools to do it, it's Gilbert's on that list. There you go professional answer right there james Krause. we appreciate you jumping on my man especially last minute like this i hit up uh, no i hit up the great head cap and i was like i was like this is probably an impossible ask but i think james Krause did this in an hour and then within two seconds he was like yep let's do it so i appreciate it very I'm, much man uh yes man a- anything you want to plug before we get out of here no man i appreciate you guys having me on absolutely james Krause is the man thank you for watching everybody of course all sorts of pro there's my kid with puppets over my shoulders. What the heck are you doing, Tormit? I was supposed to be here, not you. Get out of here. That sounds like him, too. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like him. <laughs>
<laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. This is out of control. Out of control. Good God. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.